Common Sensors podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 120, that's right, 120 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we are back at to full strength now. We did uh, miss a week last week because of some schedule conflicts and travel issues and all kinds of good stuff, but we are back to full strength now uh, for 2020. This is the second show of 2020, but uh, we, we had to kind of squeeze one in there at the beginning of the year and uh, and then missed a week. So we are back to full strength now here uh, in January of 2020, and we've got some awesome stuff for you and, and new things cranking out. Uh, so let's kick things off as usual with our social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple places. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Uh, follow our official official go tell to the wall twitter account which is at tell the wall pod that's right at tell the wall pod you can of course follow my own personal twitter account which is at magic muppet follow both of those you're going to get all kinds of nuggets of common sense throughout the week and throughout the month and i don't know maybe nothing for a week and then a bunch of stuff for a week ah, twitter is one of these weird things I, I i don't love using it but we do use it for the podcast and actually i get information from twitter i'm, I'm not much of a contributor to twitter personally but it's one of those things you just got to use. Uh, and, of course, we are currently live on Facebook. Head over to Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Follow our like our page and uh, and follow check back often for updates. That's definitely going to keep you up to date uh, on all new episodes, all new beer reviews, all that good stuff, uh, as well as any, you know, schedule things that pop up and, and everything else. Because we do actually have ad- admins on our Facebook page. Again, Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Easy to remember. Uh, it's Facebook, and it's Go Tell to the Wall. <laughs> and you don't even have to put that in. You can just search Go Tell to the Wall. It's going to be the first thing that pops up on Facebook uh, if, if you don't, you're don't, you not into using like the custom URLs or whatever else. Uh, and, of course, YouTube. Uh, very important. We are still on YouTube, cranking along there with all of our videos. Head over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Make sure you subscribe to our page. That's where you're going to find all the beer reviews, uh, all the parenting clips, all the weekly rants get posted up there, uh, as well as the entirety of our live feeds and our teasers for each and every episode of Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, great stuff up there. So if you're a YouTube user, make sure you are subscribed to our page. Uh, you're going to find some great stuff there. And there's new stuff coming. That's where the Mental Health Mondays uh, videos are going to live as well. So again, uh, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell Us the Wall, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our channel. Uh, and most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, bookmark that one. Check back often. You're going to find stuff on that website that you don't find anywhere else, such as our blog posts, some exclusive photos, videos, and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and you're actually going to find links to all those things I just mentioned. So don't even worry about remembering those things I just mentioned. Just remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com, and you can literally click on the little Twitter logo and the little Facebook logo and the little YouTube logo, all that good stuff. It's right there. makes it real easy for you. Uh, you're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. That's right, Patreon. That helps to keep this podcast moving, helps to keep the studio running, uh, helps to keep everything going along and continuing to grow. So please, 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 if you have the means and you see fit to do so, uh, help us out on Patreon. There's all kinds of great perks you can get up there. New perks are being added literally weekly, I'm just getting new stuff up there as, as we're kind of trucking through everything and, and sorting everything out. So please, if you have the means and see fit to do so, help us out on Patreon. Every dollar counts. Uh, especially if you want to give a lot of dollars, because that helps a lot too. <laughs> Patreon, uh, and I've been throwing this one out there, but if you're if you're an Instagram user, you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which is SoCalSean. That's right, SoCalSean. I don't think they use the ads. Whatever. I'm again, I'm just not familiar with all these things. We're going to talk about this TikTok stuff tonight, and I 
Like, I don't care how popular that one's get, one gets, I'm not getting on it. But I am on Instagram. If you want to find a lot of, like, band concert photos and kid photos, that, that would be the place to go. Uh, we're still toying with the idea of a go-tell-it-to-the-wall uh, Instagram account. The problem is... It, it's studio stuff. We're in the studio all the time. So it's like, what, what are we going to do? Studio. Here's here's Sean in the studio. Oh, here's Sean in the studio with Bridget and Chris. You know, it's like <clears throat> everything's in the studio. I, I don't know what else to kind of post uh, up there. You know, we do stuff remotely on occasion, but not enough for an Instagram account. So again, you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean or just SoCalSean, whatever you use. You S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N somehow ended up with that name years ago. And, and despite the fact that I'm not a huge uh, Instagram user. All right, beer this week. Uh, I've usually usually you hear me say I'm excited about the beer this week. I was extremely excited about this one because I've been waiting to get this one on the podcast for a while, uh, and and just haven't actually gotten it on there. Uh, it's from Elysian Brewing, which I, I've been a big fan of some of their beers. Their Space Dust uh, IPA, I think it's an IPA. Their Space Dust, whatever that brew is, is it, pretty tasty. I enjoy it. Uh, but I got to be honest, with this Elysian Brewing Dayglow IPA, I'm not loving it. It's not horrible. I, you know, I, I I wouldn't pour this out. I wouldn't send it back at a at a bar or a pub or anything. It's just it's not my favorite, uh, and it's a little misleading because it does have a a tiger with lasers shooting out of its eyeballs. Uh, and and honestly, I don't get that feeling from drinking this beer. Again, it's not bad. It's an IPA. It's definitely a West Coast IPA, uh, but it is it is not my favorite of the IPAs, even the West Coast styles, uh, and this this is, it's very rare that I say that on Go Tell It's the Wall, especially about an IPA, uh, specifically a West Coast IPA, uh, but this is one of those instances where I, I, I'm not going to recommend this for a lot of people. If you if you like a bitter beer, it's got kind of a, uh, a fruitier front, but a bitter back, then then maybe this one's for you. Of course, I'm still going to drink it. It's, it's going to be I'm going to be drinking it throughout the episode, but uh, but Elysian Dayglow IPA, uh, definitely not my favorite of the brews, but maybe it's one of yours. This is not one I would give to on-air producer Chris uh, because he would probably spit it back in my face and say, what the hell did you just give me? Because uh, this is, if you're not into to hoppy beers, this this not, not for you. Avoid the Elysian Dayglow IPA. I, I've been kind of excited about it. just It's a cool can design. I mean, it's very hipster. Lasers coming out of tiger's eyes. Uh, but I've been excited about this for months because it's been around for a while. I see, I literally see this at 7-Eleven, but I'm not as excited about it now that uh, that I've actually tried it because it's 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 not my not my favorite of the of the West Coast IPAs I've had over the course of of my life. Uh, so take that take with that what you will. Still gonna drink it. It's an IPA. It's beer. It's tasty. Keeps me talking at the wall here. So so it's very important from from that perspective. All right, <clears throat> excuse me, I shouldn't be doing that in the microphone. Uh, again, my kid is sick, and like she ca- caught another cold somehow. My kid's not even around a bunch of kids all the time. Caught a cold somehow, and I, I'm already feeling it coming for myself. It, it's literally, like I get like two days of not, and I'm not talking about like debilitatingly sick where I'm laid out on the couch or in bed or anything, but I get like two days of like, oh, I feel pretty good, and then next cold comes right along there. It's kind of ridiculous uh, how that works. It's just part of having kids. <laughs> and my kid's not even in school. That's the thing. You know, once the kids start going to school or daycare or whatever else it is, then they're picking up all the other germs and bringing them home to you. So that's extra fun. But of course, after our opening and our social plugs and, and beer of the week and everything, we move on to the weekly rant for episode 120 of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. 
I actually threw this one together kind of last minute because I was sitting on it. I had a totally different rant lined up for this this particular episode. Uh, and this is it's going to go over the head of some of you out there. But I, I, I do want to give a little background because the it has to do with sports. But the importance here is not necessarily sports. It's what, What's important here is the fallout uh, and the blame that is being laid out. Uh, to, to various different people. And I'm talking about a cheating scandal that happened in Major League Baseball. It happened a few years ago, but has come to light recently, uh, and we got a full report about it from Major League Baseball, everything else. Uh, regarding the, the Houston Astros uh, blatantly cheating and stealing signs, I don't want to get into details on that because that's not important for the weekly rant here. Uh, and and then we're, we're hearing stuff coming out about a lot of other teams. The Boston Red Sox, for example, are another team. Uh, and, and and as much as people don't want to hear it, there there's actually many many other teams that have been uh, have been brought to light uh, based on based on uh, previous experiences players have had with those organizations. So th- this is nowhere near done. But that's not what I'm going to rant about. I'm not going to sit here and rant about the integrity of the game and all this other stuff. Because because here's the thing: when it comes to professional sports, professional sports uh, is entertainment. That's what it is. I realize they are athletes, and a lot of these athletes out there, you know, they are fighting to make a living. You know, they, they, they're trying to make a team, whatever it might be. They're fighting to make a living, but at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It is the same thing as, as pulling up a YouTube video and watching a YouTube video of someone that you enjoy. It's the same thing as going to a concert. It's the same thing as going to Comic-Con. It, it's, it's entertainment, and that's what it is. Now, to some people, that entertainment means a little bit more, has a little bit deeper meaning, in the same way that those other things do. People that go to concerts, they've been following a band for 20 years, 25 years. I have bands like that. I'm the old guy at a lot of these concerts now. Going to Comic-Con because you, you've been reading comics since you were a kid. Well, for, for a lot of people, sports and specific teams reminds them of childhood. Maybe you watch sports with your mom or your dad or your entire family growing up, and that's where, <clears throat> that's where your fanhood comes from. That's where mine comes from. That's why I'm a Boston fan. That's why I'm a Bruins fan. That's why I'm a Red Sox fan. That's why I'm a Patriots fan. I'm also not a Celtics fan, for those of you familiar with the Boston sports scene, uh, because my father was not a Celtics fan. We were not, We didn't watch basketball growing up. But for me, my fanhood comes from that, remembering what it was like to enjoy those things as a kid, and then now sharing them with my young daughter. My young daughter, uh, she doesn't love baseball. She loves watching. She likes watching a little football. She loves hockey. Thank you. Thank God, because that is the number one was number one sport in my house growing up. It's the number one sport in the O'Rourke household now. Uh, so think about that when it comes to it. But then think about the other side of the entertainment here. Think about the fact that every person that owns a team, every organization that owns a team in all major sports in, in the United States of America, they are billionaires. Billionaires. Not millionaires. Billionaires with a B. All the players that play for them, I don't want to say all, the majority of them are millionaires. Millionaires. And as much as we want to sit back and say, oh, they have so much pride for their city and they have so much pride for their team, the bottom line for players and absolutely 110% for owners is money. Is money. They don't care about how you feel about their team as long as you're watching. As long as they're getting those cable contracts, as long as they're selling tickets and getting people in the door, they don't care. And that's where this cheating scandal comes in. Because they don't give a shit about the fans. It's not important to them. All they care about is making more money and making their team have a higher stature like the Houston Astros did. And again, I'm not talking about integrity of the game. I, don't, I really don't give a shit about that. I just don't. Don't come at me with that. Oh, the integrity of the game. Baseball, especially baseball, specifically baseball, has been dirty since the turn of the fucking century. It has. Go, go do some research on Babe Ruth. Go do some research on the 1919 White Sox. Uh, 
1919, 100 years ago. It's been dirty forever. Am I defending it? Hell no. But if you're going to sit there high and mighty and say, oh, the integrity of the game and all this other stuff, then you need to look back at the entire history and wonder what you've been watching for your entire life, what you've been cheering for for your entire life. But even that's not the most important thing I want to talk about here. That is by no mean the most, means the most important thing I want to talk about here. The most important thing I want to talk about is we have athletes, baseball players, who are coming out on social media and they're talking about this and how upset they are and all this other stuff. Well, here's the thing. You can go cry into your millions of dollars, these professional baseball players, because nothing's going to happen to the players that actually cheated. Nothing outside of what has happened is going to happen to the organizations that actually cheated. Nothing. You know what's going to happen is the backlash comes back on to the fans. I live in Los Angeles. Have you heard some of the sports stories that come out of Los Angeles? And I'm not talking about, oh, the Dodgers are a good baseball team. Oh, the Lakers have won a bunch of championships. The Rams went to the Super Bowl. That's not the stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about people getting the shit beat out of them at Dodger Stadium because they're wearing the wrong hat. And that was before this kind of cheating scandal where we have Dodgers fans who are sitting there saying, well, we won the World Series. And that's fine. Again, if you want to say that, that's fine. But don't bring the wrath down because the wrath that you're bringing and that you're stoking and that flame that you're stoking isn't coming down on those players. They're sitting in their mansions with their millions of dollars. They're going to go play baseball next season and they don't give a shit either. They don't. They're making their money. They're, they made their money from the World Series. None of them care. And none of that, nothing's going to happen to any of them regarding th their way of life. However, all these flames being stoked the Los Angeles City Council saying that World Series should be awarded to the Dodgers. You know what's going to come of that? Because the World Series aren't going to be awarded to the Dodgers. Nothing's going to change beyond what has happened to the Houston Astros. What is going to happen is some poor 21-year-old is going to be who is from Houston and grew up watching the Houston Astros their entire lives. In fact, let's talk about someone in their 40s who was a Houston Astros fan who has literally been a fan of the Astros before some of those players played for the fucking team. Literally. What's going to happen to them? They're going to go walking down the wrong street. Someone's going to see that Houston Astros hat, and they're going to say, hey, it's your fault that the Dodgers didn't win the World Series. And that person wearing a Houston Astros hat is going to get the shit beat out of them. That's what's going to happen. It's exactly what's going to happen. And anyone who tells me differently, go to hell. Because you know that's what's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen everywhere, but you know that's going to happen. Because it's happened before. And this was before the flames were being stoked and everyone got so upset. And we had players coming out and saying this is terrible and this, the integrity of the game and all this other stuff. Calm it down. Because at the end of the day, the people that are going to get that wrath are the fans of these teams that are being blamed. And being blamed with hypocrisy. Because my favorite is, and here's the thing, fans out there, Los Angeles Dodgers have been busted for cheating. Maybe not to the extent of the Houston Astros, but they've literally been busted for cheating in a similar fashion, using technology. It, it's happened. They've been busted, as have many other teams. So don't sit all high and mighty. I'm gonna, am I really going to do this Bible verse again? Am, really? This Bible quote? Don't look, at the, don't look at the splinter in someone else's eye without looking at the plank in your own eye. Straight out the Bible. 13 years Catholic school, man. So there's like three verses I remember. That's the bottom line with it. So calm down. Because at the end of the day, it's entertainment. That's all it is. It's an entertainment product. Put out there by billionaires paying millionaires to go play a fucking game. 
That's all it is. Calm down. Because we're going to move past this. And as much as I appreciate, you know, and maybe I will yell at the TV on occasion, what the hell, when I'm watching one of my teams, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Your team wins, the next day you still go to work. Your team loses, the next day you still go to work. That's what happens. And we're going to learn that it's not important. And from that, we're going to learn to be better, do better, and get better when it comes to anything having to do with something as petty as entertainment. That's all it is. So enjoy it, Wall fans. All right, let's move in. Let's move, move in. Lost my place there. Let's move on to some trending on social. You know what's funny? I realized last week, and I think it was because not doing a uh, not doing a show for a couple weeks. I was looking at my notes from last week, and uh, for those of you that are avid listeners, you might remember that around episode 100, we changed up some of the sections of the episode outline here. And uh, it changed from TV, film, and books to to entertainment news. Last, or two weeks ago for the the first episode of 2020, I was actually making notes and I was naming it TV, film, and books. I actually have to go back and listen because I think I was saying TV, film, and books. Uh, It's actually entertainment news. And we're not even on that section yet. Just reminded me. See, we're getting tangented here. We need Bridget to jump on to keep me in line. Uh, Trending on social. Apparently today, uh, January 23rd, is National Pie Day. That's right. Hashtag National Pie Day, because it can't actually be a thing unless it's a hashtag something. Uh, and it's National Pie Day, which confused me a little, because I thought we did this thing on March 14th, and it was Pie Day, and it was a whole thing, uh, but apparently we need two of these. And I know people love pie, so fine, have two pie days. I'm not a pie fan myself. Like That is the last, and I have such a sweet tooth, that is the last of the desserts uh, that I would choose to eat, honestly, is, is pie. Unless you give me a good key lime pie. Like, literally key limes from Florida. I am picky about my key lime pie. There's like three things I took with me uh, from being born in Florida and, and living there for a couple years as a very, very, very young child. And one of them is, is a love for key lime pie. But good, good key lime pie. None of this store-bought junk. Uh, it's been a long time since I've had a good key lime pie. So outside of that, I don't, I don't do a lot of pie. It's just it's not for me. But if you are one of those people, uh, go out and get yourself a pie because it is hashtag National Pie Day. Uh, I would use some caution while searching that hashtag hashtag, uh, because I did it. And, of course, there's a lot of Three Stooges because they threw pies at each other and it's National Pie Day. Uh, However, I did have a tweet come up uh, that said something about when you don't have enough whipped cream for the pie. And Twitter actually censored that one for me. I didn't click on it. I have a feeling that one was a little nasty. So just be aware as you're searching hashtag National Pie Day that you might come across some... Some other stuff, you know, there's a term that is used in the adult industry and it ends with pie. And I'm sure there's a lot of that going on around the Twitterverse. So watch out for that. All right, moving along. Hashtag Ask Funko. This one's trending right now and uh, I have a feeling it's going to continue trending for a while. For those of you familiar with, with Funko, I, I've, I've had them on. I, like here, Here's my Elliot Funko. This is my absolute favorite Funko. I don't know if we still call him Elliot. I mean, he is Elliot, but it's... Oh, man. Sorry, guys. He's Elliot. Catch up on Mr. Robot, people. Like, it's the show's over now. I think, I think I've moved past the, uh, the cooling down period here. So I'm not going to get into details, but I might have just spoiled a little bit something for people. Uh, or not. It depends how you look at it. But hashtag Ask Funko is actually essentially Funko fans uh, asking Funko to, to make certain Funko Pops. 
which I'm really down with this, although I was scrolling through, and it looks like, I don't know that Funko is replying to a lot of these, uh, but it's kind of cool because Funko has just, has just kind of taken over the world, Funko Pop. Uh, I, I, I know people that just collect tons and tons and tons of Funkos. They've got just all, and they collect like every single Funko they can. Uh, I have quite a few, but I tend to, what I do is is I collect the Funkos that, that align with things that I like, so there's a lot of uh, Henson, Muppets, uh, Funkos up here. I do have all of the Mr. Robot Funkos, and there's a Deadpool Funko there. And, of course, my Mark Hoppus Funko. But it's essentially, if I see a Funko for something that I really enjoy, then that's something I get. Uh, but I'm not out like, oh, i got to have this Funko because it's limited edition. No, it's like, oh, there's a Deadpool Funko. Oh, there's a new, you know, like I have the Jim Henson Funko, which is great uh, for as an example. But not buying a ton of them. However, if you're into it, check out this hashtag, AskFunko. Uh, get some little cool information on your your Funko Pop figures. I, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to keep. There's so many. That's what's funny. I'm trying to think if. Yeah, like I got a I got the last of the Mr. Robot set uh, for Christmas, and it's like, I'm looking at it now, uh, 482, 482, and there's been so and that it's broken down by category. So that's like the television show 482, like the 482nd Funko Pop. Uh, from television series. So then you have music and you have film and all this other stuff. I mean, it's crazy how many. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I've got a Fraggle Rock Funko up there. It's 520. Uh, there's so many Funkos. I don't know how people can keep up with all of them. But if you're into it, uh, check out hashtag Ask Funko. Uh, next one, moving along. It's funny. I'm, I'm enjoying this week's social trends. I It's, it's weird. Um, oh, and I just accidentally. Uh, the. X'd out of that, but that's okay. <laughs> Next thing, hashtag Dolly Parton Challenge. Hashtag Dolly Parton Challenge. Hi, Bridget. Uh, thanks for joining, as always. Dolly Parton Challenge. I've seen something similar to this going around. I didn't realize it was called the hashtag Dolly Parton Challenge, but you may have, may have seen it. And what it is is it's like four different pictures, and it's like LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and then a lot of them say Tinder, which I, I believe is one of the dating sites that a lot of people use, and it, people are posting their four photos. I don't know why, I don't know the relation to Dolly Parton. I know Dolly Parton shared one, interestingly. I'm enjoying this because it is funny. I actually went to put together one myself, and I was like, well, I'm not on, I've never been on any dating sites, <laughs> so I don't have a picture there. Uh, and then I thought about it, I was like, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, they're all pretty much the same photo like I don't I don't really pay attention to what the hell I do uh, profile photo wise like usually it's me and my kid on all of them uh, but it is funny there's some funny ones out there so search that hashtag uh, or share your own hashtag again hashtag Dolly Parton challenge everyone's getting in on that one there's so many of them I saw one from Mariah Carey like a lot of celebs are getting in on it and just other social platform users all right, moving along. Hashtag wacky pickup lines. Man, this now this one's enjoyable. And in fact, I'm going to get a little like, eh, this one's not bad, but it, it's a little crude. But I did enjoy this one uh, under hash, hashtag wacky pickup lines. Uh, someone shared, and this is, uh, re I don't know, I'm not even using your Twitter handle. If your Twitter handle is Rico Suave, like you need to rethink your life choices. The scary thing is this guy's is Rico Suave 60. So I'm wondering if there's at least 60 people running around with the handle Rico Suave. Like, no, it, it's not even ironic at this point. Just stop. But this guy I did enjoy. 
and it's a little crude, vulgar. Uh, hashtag wacky pickup lines. You must be Pillsbury Crescents because I want to bang you on the counter. I, I'm sorry, but I did enjoy that one. Uh, the one I've always enjoyed, and and personally, I was never a pickup line person. I, I just, I never was, unless it was like jokingly pickup line. But I did always enjoy the pickup line. Uh, how much does a polar bear weigh? And they say, I don't know. And you say, well, enough to break the ice. And see, it's not crude, and it's it's more funny, and you're really just trying to break the ice. I I, I can't say that I've ever actually, well, I've said it, but I, I can't say that I've actually ever actually used it as like a pickup line. Uh, but I've always enjoyed that one, too. Uh, there's a lot of these, so definitely search hashtag wacky pickup lines just for the entertainment value. There's a lot of good ones out there. I realize the Pillsbury one is crude. But it's just so funny because you think about banging the crescent roll packaging on the counter with cinnamon rolls. Like, and it's just one of those, everyone knows, like, you try to make cinnamon rolls, you're just banging the freaking thing on the counter. <laughs> like, see, I'm more amused because I can relate to banging this, not like having sex on the counter. I just more relate to trying to make some damn cinnamon rolls and I can't get them out of the Pillsbury can. Anyway, moving along. Hashtag I hate when people ask. Hashtag I hate when people ask. Uh, there's a ton of these, and people are having fun with it, but people are also getting a little serious. I've seen a lot of I, hashtag I hate when people ask why I don't have kids. Uh, this is an inappropriate question to ask people. Uh, I think if you're really close to somebody and they, you know, and they got married, and you say, "Hey, you guys planning on having kids?" That's about as far as you take it. You know, it's none of your damn business. You know, if someone brings it up, that's fine, but it's none of your damn business. Uh, and <laughs> there's a lot of people. Uh, I hate when people ask me to smile more. Um, and this one, which actually hits home for me, uh, and it would be, I would be posting something similar if I, if I did these kind of things. Uh, and that's from, from Michael on Twitter, uh, hashtag, I hate when people ask me about my anxiety and their advice is to calm down. Mm-hmm. I've said it before on the podcast and I'll say it again. The worst thing you can say to somebody with that that has a mental illness or has anxiety or depression, uh, especially if they're in a panic attack, because you're just you're just shoving them further down that hole. Is is calm down? Never, ever, ever say that to somebody that's having an episode. Ever, you, should, you really shouldn't say it to anybody. Like, I mean, I say it to my kid at times, but it's more like she's jumping around the dining room. And I have to be like, all right, Zoe, calm down. Like, you know, but you don't say that to adults. Just just do better. Uh, it's a hashtag I hate when people ask. <laughs> this one I also enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the hashtags these weeks. This week. These weeks? This week. I, usually I'm like, no, this is terrible, but we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, no, I'm laughing. They're funny. Uh, hashtag questions cats would ask. I saw one earlier. Uh, hashtag questions cats would ask. None because cats demand. And this is 100% true. Uh, I have had a couple of cats. I had a cat as a kid and then had a cat as an adult that was basically stuck to me whenever I was at home. Uh, so again, hashtag questions cats would ask. Uh, and where was the one? There there was one. I'm not going to look at these specifically. Oh no, there it is. Uh, and <laughs> hashtag questions cat w cats would ask, have you seen my butthole lately? If you've ever owned a cat, you know that you get a lot of views of their butthole, unfortunately, and that's just part of owning a cat. Yeah. My OC that's the thing is I owned a cat. My OCD just doesn't it doesn't jive, but you kind of get past it and you're like, all right, cat hair too. All right, we'll get past it because they are uh, they're pretty funny and exceptional pets to have if you ask me. All right, uh man, 
No, see, we are. I'm going to get upset about this one. Uh, but this is more not a hashtag that's going on right now. TikTok. Are you guys familiar with TikTok? Uh, cool, because I am not. I, I see these videos pop up, and it seems to me that TikTok is basically Vine. Like, Vine died, and then TikTok came around and took off where Vine just couldn't quite take off, and it's basically people sharing short videos or whatever on this social platform called TikTok. We got some news coming out of this past New Year's Eve uh, from a gentleman in New York who pointed out that his post had been removed from TikTok. He posted a video of him and his partner kissing at midnight on New Year's Eve, him and his same-sex partner. TikTok removed it and informed him that it was in violation of their, their whatever, terms, whatever the hell you call the, you know, rules. Their rules, it's so stupid. Like Twitter, you can't harass people, but we got... The Orange Menace on there harassing people on a daily basis. Like, okay, guys, double standard much? And here at TikTok, definitely a double standard. They clearly have a problem with homophobia. Uh, but I did want to share this quote with you from the gentleman who shared this. And this is why things like this are so important. And uh, and this is, and I quote, uh, and, he, and he said, and for the, in here we go. And I quote, and this is a long one, but I think it's important. Uh, after being out of the closet for 24 years, I knew I needed to take action for myself and the entire LGBTQ community. In a world where bullying is rampant, the relatively new platform that already reaches 60 million active monthly users in the U.S. must support the equal and fair treatment of LGBTQ users and all diverse communities. This is the part that hits me, and I quote, Most importantly, think about a teenager going through the same experience of having their video removed because they simply kissed their sex same-sex partner. Imagine how devastating it would feel when a popular social network tells them it's not okay to be who they are. Many would be too afraid to speak up and would not know how to respond to this type of discrimination. End quote. That is the part that really hits home to me. The example that we are setting for our children, uh, for young people in this country, and TikTok, you're, you're not doing a good job. I would, I would like to see a statement from them come out, and I would like to see them fix this and make up for it in a big way because this is, it's absolutely horrifying. Horrifying. And I've seen the video. Uh, we're not even talking about two guys making out. Because personally for me, I, I don't want to see two guys making out. I don't want to see a guy and a girl making out. I don't want to see two women making out. Like, it's just, it's not something I enjoy watching, you know? I like making out with my wife. I don't I don't enjoy watching people make out. I don't care what sex you are. But it, it, was, it was a midnight kiss with his partner. We can do better than this. And TikTok, you're way behind the eight ball on this. So do better. And we're going to talk a little more TikTok shortly here. Now, moving on to something that's also infuriating, uh, but luckily getting the right kind of publicity and awareness around it. There was a viral post that went out regarding a uh, handicapped parking spots. Uh, and it, I'm not going to give you the exact quote from it, but basically it was a, a picture of a child uh, who was trying to get into the family car. They had the ramp down. Uh, it's obviously an accessible minivan they had. Uh, and there's what looks like a Tesla parked halfway into the lined section that is ne you, you see next to a lot of handicap spots. And if you're, if, if you're that ignorant and you don't realize, like even in this day and age, now I'm not talking to young kids that wouldn't know this. Young kids shouldn't be listening to my show anyway. Uh, if you don't realize that, that is, those lines are there to leave space for people that need the space that are parking in a handicap spot, then uh, nothing's going to get through to you. Uh, but if you're not aware of that, that's what they're there for. So the poor kids and adults who literally need a ramp to get into a vehicle to go places, can actually do that. Fortunately, this post is going viral, 
And people are pointing out how important it is uh, to not park in these spots. And and then people are, of course, sharing their photos of people blocking these spots. Uh, and this these are the kind of things that, that I love to see on social media because we're having a positive, creating a positive change from stuff like this. People are going to become more aware. Again, if you're not aware of that and you're just, you're just that dickhead that parks in the line spot because you're more important than everyone else and you feel entitled to park closer to the fucking grocery store because you got to go get your fucking sushi or kale or whatever the hell hipsters eat these days, then I, I don't know what else to tell you. But it is illegal. And you're possibly keeping someone from literally getting into their vehicle. So let's do better on that too. People are just, people are so self-involved these days. It's the same thing. I almost got into a serious car accident a couple days ago. I'm driving home, and this woman rolls through a stop sign, does not even looking, and I didn't even have a stop sign. It's not like I'm at a stop sign and I'm stopped, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not your turn. I No stop sign. She comes rolling out of me. I got to slam on my brakes. My kid's in the back, and then she just continues going through the intersection as I'm leaning on my horn and then waves at me like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you be sorry if I plowed into you and my kid had to go to the hospital? Damn right you would, but the sorry wouldn't do any good at that point. People just so entitled. It's amazing to me what, what, how entitled people are these days and not realizing that there are other people around them in the world. You know? Plus, what if I get in that car accident and then you guys don't have, you don't have me in here and talking to a wall every Thursday night? Then what would you do? You'd gain an hour of your week back. That's what you'd do. All right, let's move along here. Oh, boy. What the heck? No, I'm in, I'm losing my place here. I'm all over the place. People parking in handicap spots just gets me fired up. Entertainment news. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. That's right, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I think they're still touring a little bit. Kevin Smith and and Jason Mewes there. Uh, and, and let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and put Jay up on a. He should have been up here to begin with. We've got my Jay. not a Funko Pop. This this predates Funko Pops. This is an inaction figure from the Viewisk universe, and it's it's Jay. It's Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot is now available on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. It is now available. Just came out this week on Tuesday. Uh, so if you haven't gotten your hands on it and you're a Kevin Smith fan, make sure you pick one of those up. I have not gotten it yet. I'm actually I'm going to hop on Amazon tonight and, and order the uh, the Blu-ray combo pack. So I also have it on digital. It, it's only like 15 bucks. So definitely make sure you're supporting Kevin Smith if, if, if you're a Kevin Smith fan. I am a Kevin Smith fan. That is, As of right now, it's the only... Uh, view a Skewniverse Kevin Smith movie I don't own because there's a couple I don't own Ho Yoga Hosers and uh, and Tusk but uh, I own every single one of the View a Skewniverse uh, films the Jersey Universe films which if you're familiar with Kevin Smith you know what the hell I'm talking about if you're not don't worry about it you you probably don't care about his crude humor anyway I enjoy it it's the reason I went to film school uh, Super Bowl ads yeah Super Bowl ads are coming out now. That's right. Have you seen some of these flying around the Super Bowl ads? Now we all, everyone puts them out early to, to generate buzz and all this stuff. And I think they also realize that a lot of people don't watch the damn commercials. And it's, it's like, I, I enjoy them. I think they're funny. I just, when a commercial comes on during the Super Bowl, that's when I go use the bathroom and I get a new beer and I get a snack and everything else. And it's just, you know, that's just how I am. So I think putting these out is, is actually a smart move by a lot of companies. Uh, Little Caesars has a Super Bowl ad that's going to air during the Super Bowl. And for those of you that are like, wow, Little Caesars, $5 pizza. Yeah, selling $5 pizzas will get you somewhere because this is the first year ever that Little Caesars has bought a Super Bowl ad. One of the, this, the most expensive uh, television ad that you can buy in, in the United States is, is Super Bowl ads. Uh, they've got enough money to do that. And they're actually going to be promoting their delivery with DoorDash. 
So Little Caesars has delivery now, uh, and unfortunately, they're using DoorDash, which is just strange to me. And apparently Pizza Hut and Papa John's are on DoorDash, which I'm like, don't you guys, just don't you have delivery people? I got a Pizza Hut around the corner from me. There's delivery drivers driving down my street, like, all the time. It's like, why are you using DoorDash? Why? And especially because DoorDash is such a terrible, terrible app. Uh, terrible, terrible company to use. If you're not familiar with DoorDash, uh, they basically take your order and your money, and then they try to find some idiot driving around your neighborhood or around the area of the restaurant that you want and hope that that person will then volunteer to go pick up your food and get paid like $2 to do it. So you could be sitting there at your house or your place of work, whatever it might be, for about an hour until you realize that motherfucker ain't bringing your food. Nobody's bringing your food. This has happened to me twice on DoorDash, actually. Uh, and uh, and I, I don't use DoorDash anymore for that exact reason, because who knows what the hell they're doing. But if you're interested, you can get Little Caesars on DoorDash. Uh, starting soon, if not already. Uh, I Yeah, Little Caesars. It, it might already be, already be available for delivery. I haven't, I, I haven't seen anything else outside of that Super Bowl ad. Um, but most importantly from this is selling $5 pizzas pays off. It can pay off. Absolutely. All right, speaking of more Super Bowl ads... <laughs> remember like last year and the year before all the Super Bowl ads and it's funny I, I, I came across a post uh, in my Facebook memories and I was like can we stop calling Super Bowl ads commercials they're basically just 90s sitcom reunions because we had like two years of uh, where where every all these commercials had like all these 90s sitcom stars <laughs> and I was thinking about it the other day uh, because there's a new trend that's coming out this year for Super Bowl ads uh, so over the past couple of years, it was like, hey, look at all these nostalgic things that you remember from the 90s and, and these television shows that you enjoyed watching and you laughed at and everything else. You know what they're doing this year? They're saying, hey, remember all these mascots from these food companies and, and other companies that you saw on television and, and, and came to love as a child and even as an adult thought they were funny? Yeah, we're going to kill them all. Not even kidding. Planters has decided to kill Mr. Peanut for a Super Bowl ad. And in fact, the funeral... Finger quotes for Mr. Peanut will air during the Super Bowl. Planters has some money to burn, and apparently the trend now is killing off mascots for food and snack companies. Uh, I believe Pillsbury is doing the same thing because I saw a post uh, that the Pil Pillsbury Bo Pillsbury Bodoy <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy uh, died as well recently. I believe from a, from a yeast infection. That's what they actually listed. Yeah, yeah. It's the world we live in now. Like, Steakums and Wendy's are, like, huge, big-time contributors to Twitter, uh, and then other companies are just killing off their mascots. And for those of you that live in California, uh, you might remember back in the 90s, they killed Jack. They killed Jack from Jack in the Box. They brought him back. That's the thing. When it's just a dude in a big costume or a big head, I don't think they actually killed the dude that's in the Mr. Peanut costume. They just... Killed Mr. Peanut for a Super Bowl ad. And one more thing on the Super Bowl. No, they've got a couple more things on the Super Bowl here. Uh, but these are all socially topical things. Uh, Super Bowl, If everyone's familiar with it. And, and you know that it's pretty expensive to go to the big game. <laughs> Bridget is saying, uh, rest in peace, Mr. Peanut. I mean, that's all I could think of. But, I, like, I have a feeling this funeral spot, I, that maybe that will be the one commercial I do watch during the Super Bowl. Like, he's going to be... He's going to be okay, right? You can't kill all these things. And Mr. Peanut's like 100... He was like 100 and something years... That's one of the oldest mascots ever. Uh, so rest in peace, Mr. Peanut. But I'm sure... I have a feeling he's coming back. Uh, Super Bowl tickets are pretty expensive. Hard to get to. You know, it's, it's one of... It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I don't care. 
you you would have to pay me to go to the Super Bowl. You definitely would have to pay me uh, to go deal with that madness. Like I, I've done the national championship for college football and the Rose Bowl and stuff, and and th- that pales in comparison to the craziness of the Super Bowl. So, so no, uh, for me personally, I don't. But StubHub has a new thing right now, and they're actually offering this for all events, but they're kicking it off with the Super Bowl. You can actually buy Super Bowl tickets through StubHub, and they are offering loans, loans. So you get a, a, a short-term loan, for those of you that are familiar with short-term loans, uh, to buy these really expensive tickets. And you might say, oh, that's cool, loan for the tickets. Uh, yeah, the interest rate on some of those loans can be up to 30%. 30%, 30 30 interest loan for on on a loan for a stupid Super Bowl ticket. And here's the thing, big companies, they always find ways to screw people. Because honestly, if you need to take out a loan uh, to go to the Super Bowl, it's probably not worth you going to the Super Bowl. Don't go. Pay your mortgage, pay your bills, feed your kids. Don't worry about the Super Bowl because it ain't important. This, stuff like this comes up all the time where companies are able to to put people more and more in debt. That's why we, we had the uh, the real estate crisis years ago where that bubble burst. There was a company here in Southern California, I don't think they're still around, uh, called Rent-A-Wheel, where you could go and you could rent wheels and rims to put on your car. Because, yes, you need to take out a loan for some rims, but you got to look cool doing it and put those things on your car. It's the same thing here. 30%. Putting people in debt. It's just, it's unbelievable to me. And there's no game that important. There's no concert that important. And you're talking to me, I shelled out a bunch of money to go to Hell Omega Tour in July. It was about $450 for my my wife and I's ticket. Just for our two tickets. Don't get me started on how much I shelled out. <laughs> Bought like eight tickets. And uh, and shelled out a lot of money, but my wife and mine and and my sister's ticket were very expensive, so uh, that was the big the big hit there. But I wouldn't take I wouldn't take out a loan for that. It's not that important. And I love me some some uh, live concerts. Uh, and last thing on the Super Bowl, there's actually a teen. Uh, I believe he was in New York. Yeah, New York teen uh, who doesn't think the Super Bowl on Sundays is a good idea. He has started a petition to move the Super Bowl from Sunday to Saturday. Uh, which actually, if you think about it, it makes sense. There's there's like a, a, a one of the companies has a an ad campaign right now where they're like, take the day after the Super Bowl off, like call in sick. It's this whole thing like Super Bowl Monday holiday or whatever they're calling it. And I think there's a hashtag attached. Uh, so I, I get this because even people who aren't football fans, you, t- you tend to you go to a party, you watch the Super Bowl. Maybe you're not paying attention to the game. You watch the ads, you eat some food. It, it's 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 kind of, it's like the Fourth of July. You know, you go to a barbecue and you do whatever else. You eat some food, you drink some beers. That's what a lot of people do for the Super Bowl. The majority of people, even people that have no interest in football whatsoever, they're usually at a party of some sort for the Super Bowl. You know, where they're at least you know having some food and some drinks and and paying half attention to the Super Bowl. So I get it, uh, and I do want to point out because it should be. If you ask me, should be Saturday. Do it on a Saturday. And it's like we talked about during the the weekly rant there. Uh, people are going to be like, oh, the integrity of the game. The NFL is played on Sundays. Ah. Well, here's the thing for those of you not aware of it. Uh, a few years ago, the NFL added, since basically since I was a kid, they added Monday night football. So you had Sunday and Monday during the football season. Uh, a couple years ago, they decided to add a Thursday game every week. So now you have Thursday, Sunday, Monday. 
during the playoffs, after college football ends, they do two weekends of Saturday-Sunday games. Saturday-Sunday. So, put that aside of the NFL needs to be played on Sundays. That's the tradition. And even if none of that means anything to you, here's a little factoid for a lot of you out there. Even sports fans that probably aren't aware of this. Uh, do you know why NFL f- uh, football games are played on Sundays? You see, the National Football League is 100 years old. College football is 150 years old. High school football about as old as college football. We literally had politicians 100 years ago voting on resolutions to make sure that the National Football League games were played on Sunday so that they did not interfere with college football games on Saturday or high school football games on Friday. And what did we talk about during the weekly rant this week? It's all entertainment. Put the damn thing on Saturday. Like it just it's weird to me. Saturday. Do it on Saturday. That's come for me. I don't even go party a bunch. Last year for the Super Bowl, my daughter and I sat on the couch and watched it, just the two of us. My wife was off doing something else. It was literally my, my two-year-old daughter and myself watching it uh, while I drank a beer and we had ate snacks on, on the coffee table in my living room. That, that was my Super Bowl. And, of course, watching the Patriots win the Super Bowl. And come at me, all you Patriot haters. Ugh. Ugh. We ranted about that last week. So many rants going on. Uh, all right, some music news. Green Day, new single released. Bridget, did you hear the? You heard the new Green Day song? It's been out for like a week. I'm sure Bridget has heard it. She is like number one Green Day fan. Uh, new single came out. It is fantastic. The song is fantastic. But also make sure you head on over to YouTube or Vivo or whatever you use for music videos uh, and watch the music video because they did a great job on the music video. Uh, and the song is called Oh Yeah. Uh, now available for download, streaming, all that good stuff wherever you get your music. Uh, and that album is coming out the first week of February. I believe it's February 7th. I don't have the exact date, but it's early February that the new Green Day Father of All uh, album comes out. And a little more music news. The Bomb Pops released a new track this week. Maybe it was last week. No, it was last week. They released a new track last week. I'm just thrown off because we didn't have a show last week. Uh, so check out their new single, Notre Dame. It's fantastic. Uh, I don't want to spoil the music video, but also check out that music video. They did a great job with the music video, uh, and, and it, it's it's a tribute to a certain film. Uh, so I'm not going to spoil that, but make sure you check it out. Great track, great music video. And their new album, Death in Venice Beach, we have an official release date for, which is March 13th. March 13th. I'm sure there will also be a album release party. I, I'm, I'm 100% certain there will be because... Uh, when I talked to Jen, both Jen and Josh in, in November at their show down in Garden Grove, the both of them mentioned uh, that there will would be an album release party. I'll probably confirm that uh, in a week because I will be seeing Jen and, and Polly do some acoustic tracks here at the Offbeat right, right down the street in Highland Park. But I love me some Bomb Pops to so check them out and make sure you're supporting that band. Make sure you, you purchase that album March 13th when it comes out. Let's see where we're at here. You know what? I'm going to save this parent. This is two weeks in a row. But it's really comical, so I'm just going to save that. All right, I want to talk a little bit about mental health here. I actually had this keyed up for part of the mental health last week, but we had so much to get through with mental health and so much other stuff that I did not get to it. Uh, And it's, it's fairly simple. I don't have a lot to say about it, but I think it is something that needs to be talked about. And it's not... it. 
it is talked about, but then it's just kind of pushed to the side. And that's why I want to take a moment to talk about uh, this, the struggles that come with depression and anxiety, uh, any kind of mental illness, obsessive compulsive disorder, but especially depression and anxiety. Uh, and there's lots of challenges and, and struggles that come with that, obviously. But I want to talk about one thing in particular when it comes to going through a depressive episode, a panic attack, uh, uh, you know, having a terrible day with anxiety, whatever it might be. And that's the endless loop. Uh, that we get stuck in. This happens to me quite often. Uh, in fact, it often happens on, on, not often, it happens at times on Thursdays. Uh, and, and I know I will go into a mode, and, and in fact, two weeks ago, I, I, I think I talked about it, I was having a panic attack before I came into the studio, uh, and I sit there, and even in my depressive state, uh, as I'm filled with anxiety, I, I know that getting out of that loop, out of that mode, maybe getting out of the house, to, uh, you know, talking to something, not talking to, like, somebody you know, about in depth, what's making you feel that way, but really just getting out of that zone, getting out of the house, talk, hang out with friends, doing something different, a change of scenery, even just a walk. My wife will say to me at times, do you want to just go for a walk? And sometimes I do. And sometimes I just can't do it. But that's one of the hardest parts when it comes to depression and anxiety. Uh, and really any kind of those debilitating mental illnesses is that, you know, these things will help. The problem is, you can't actually initiate it. Like I was saying about coming to the studio, it's sometimes I'm having a terrible day and it's tough to get in the studio, but I know that once I have that release and once I get in here and I talk to a wall and everything else, uh, as stressful as it is leading up and as stressful as it is even when I'm sitting here at times looking for things to talk about and, and figuring out why I'm talking for an hour straight, I know it makes me feel better. This is my outlet. It's, it's one of my creative outlets. But it's still tough. It's still tough to get into that mode. It's tough to get out of that mode and into the mode that you're going to do something positive. You're going to do something that's helpful. And this is something that a lot of people know, but just don't always consider. Even those of us that struggle with mental illness, we don't always consider this. Sometimes in the moment I consider it, but not always. I know that I need to go to some, I need to go to shows. That keeps me level and centered. I know that I need to come into the studio keeps me level and centered, but sometimes it's tough to do that. And this is where support is the, mo is, is the most important thing that you can have. And not everyone has that, I know. I am fortunate to have it in my wife, uh, and a lot of my friends and family, but definitely my wife, uh, who knows how to help with these things. Now at times, sure, she is she helping too much or not helping? Yeah. But it's also that, like, do you need to go for a walk? So if you're someone that struggles with this, try to have an advocate. Find someone that you can be open with and is also is going to know how much to push you. Not physically push you, not, not even mentally push, push you, but just know how much struggling you're going through and what you might be able to do based on the state that you're in. Luckily, I have my wife for that. I have others too, but especially my wife. Uh, and I think that is the biggest help that you can have when you're trying to get out of one of those loops. Happens to me all the time. And I'm here to tell you, if it happens to you, it's totally normal. It's not the best thing, but it's totally normal. And you're going you're gonna to move past that particular instance, that particular loop, that particular episode, that particular panic attack. You're going to move past it. And as hard it is, as it is to think of that in the moment... It will pass. 
So try to think about that. And for those of you out there that don't struggle with anything, think about that when you're dealing with people. I've said this before. Sometimes, you know, you have a friend that's like, oh, I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't make it. Don't hold that against them. Don't. Because there could be a reason they can't make it. Not because they're so popular and, and have all these other plans, but maybe they're curled up in a ball on the couch watching reruns of Friends over and over again. I can honestly say that hasn't happened to me, but only because I don't watch reruns of Friends over and over again. Usually it's another show or something, you know? So keep those things in mind. All right, I want to take a moment, and I'm going to try to do this, uh, man. I'm kind of trying to figure out a way to add this in because we always, I always rant and rave, and you know, we talk about positive things too, but I'm trying to make a point to, to talk more about positive uh, organizations and people out there in the world uh, and and point out, recognize them for the good things that they do. So I want to take a moment to talk about an organization here in Los Angeles called the Sidewalk Project. That's right. They are called the Sidewalk Project. Uh, and this is a nonprofit organization, uh, not run by social workers or anything. I mean, I'm sure there's some social workers that do get involved at times, uh, but not run by social workers, run by artists who donate their time uh, to help out the homeless here in Los Angeles. And actually, beyond Los Angeles, they've gone out to Arizona, they've gone out to Las Vegas as well, uh, and really greater Los Angeles area, because I know they've been out in Lancaster and, and other uh, areas close to Los Angeles, maybe not uh, L.A. proper, but close to Los Angeles. So they do they do branch out beyond that, uh, and really helping the homeless in, in any way they can, being, being advocates for the homeless. Uh, I, I believe I talked about the Tampop, project back in November. Uh, the Bomb Pops are heavily involved with uh, Project Side, the Sidewalk Project, uh, and Tampops was, was one thing that they helped out with uh, to collect uh, tampons and, and feminine hygiene products uh, at one of their shows that were then being brought by Sidewalk Project out to uh, homeless women around Los Angeles. So that's the thing, I, and I think it's, I might have even said this when I talked about it before. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to ha- to to have to deal with menstrual uh, issues or anything, and and I never will, because because I am a I'm a male. Uh, but I I do know that it's tough. I I am married. You know, I I know it's not fun for my wife, and I can't imagine sleeping in a tent and being on the street and having to deal uh, w- with things like that. So those are the kind of things they're doing. Uh, and I do want to share. Uh, I want to share their boilerplate with you. Uh, because if it's something you're interested in, in getting involved with, uh, please, please, please do. It's all volunteers. They're ju- they're just trying to help people that are less fortunate than than most of us out there. Uh, and 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 I want to share this with you. This is um, this is basically their their boilerplate. Uh, they're the Sidewalk Project. No barriers is is kind of the name, but the Sidewalk Project very heavily uh, punk rock influenced, which which is what brought me to them. Uh, in the first place was, was seeing them at all these events. Uh, I know someone that I, I run to a lot of shows uh, named Riley, and, and she's heavily involved with the Sidewalk Project, so that, that really got, got it on my radar. Uh, and, and that's the reason I am now trying to get as involved as I can. Uh, but this is their, vo- their, their boilerplate. Uh, not a crime or illness. Homelessness is not a crime or an illness, but it is often treated as both. It is simply a circumstance to be without a traditional home, that said, there's nothing safe or secure about living on the street, which this is true. Uh, what we're doing is simple. There are no easy answers, but we believe in the strength and resilience of the human heart. Uh, art, music, compassion, connection. We are project-based 
arts organization that exists to create community and wellness for those who live outdoors. We are not trained social workers or therapists. We're a bunch of artists who believe embracing the beauty of life is the way to enrich experience despite circumstances. Uh, and they they do stuff like going out and being advocates for the homeless, uh, uh, bringing them clothes, feminine hygiene products. Uh, they will also literally go out and, and cook meals on the street to share uh, with people who do not have homes. And I think this is a fantastic organization. I encourage all of you uh, to either donate, donate financially, donate your time. They are a 501, I, I'm so bad with this, 5013C, 5013C. They, they have the nonprofit designation. So anything you donate uh, will be uh, tax deductible. So you're not only helping others, but you, you get a little tax deduction out of it uh, to boot. So please, please check out the Sidewalk Project. All right, let's get into some tech news. Oh boy, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, kind of breeze through all this junk because we're running short on time. Every week I stress about getting content and stuff, and then I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, oh wait, I have it all, and then I'm like, oh no, I could do two hours of this crap, but we only have an hour. But so we're gonna get onto some tech news here. TikTok. Yeah, that homophobic company we were just talking about. They moved into a huge space here in Los Angeles, five-story office, sprawling campus here in Los Angeles. Because uh, people really love weird little video things. Uh, and of course, homophobia, I guess, sells. I'm just, I'm a little confused about the homophobia side of this and, and how they're going to have their company in Los Angeles without doing anything uh, to actually actually talk about the fact that their terms and, and conditions completely wiped away a simple video of a, of a guy kissing his partner on New Year's Eve. But here they are in Los Angeles and, and making a lot of money with stupid little videos and uh, no offense if anyone if you're into tiktok that's fine i mean i get on instagram and i do these things like it's just to me it's just funny because we had vine years ago like i said and now like everyone's like oh we're over vine uh hey chris uh we're over vine but uh but tiktok oh this is great and it's like I, it's so weird to me like the, the the differences it's very weird to me all right a little more tech news comcast is raising their rates. That's right, Comcast. So if you're a Comcast subscriber, your rates are probably going up soon here uh, within the next month or so of the new year. They, they literally announced the price hikes uh, for their cable customers. This is cable customers, so cable television. It doesn't sound like there's going to be any price increases if you have Comcast internet, uh, but there will be increases for television. Uh, and the thing is, they're still losing TV customers like crazy, the cord cutters. I don't. We don't have cable in my house. No, I don't, don't have cable television. I've got internet. Don't even get me started on Spectrum Internet. I had, a, I had a cable tech here for two and a half hours last week. Still, the Internet was not fixed. It's ridiculous. I highly recommend a mesh system. Uh, and if you, if you have the capability, a better company than Spectrum because good Lord, good Lord. Uh, but don't feel bad for Comcast because uh, they're going to launch Peacock here in a few months. And they're going to like they're losing cord cutters, but they're also getting in the streaming game. Like the rich get richer. This is this is what happens. We, you know, so you're like, oh, this poor cable company. No, no, it's Comcast. They own NBC Universal. They're gonna be fine. Uh, there's a new device out. Called, it's a Google Envelope. It's it's from Google. I don't know if it's officially called the Envelope, but people are calling it the Envelope. Uh, and it's apparently a device that can go over your phone. So you put your phone in it, and it's it's more than just like a paper. I holding my notebook as if, as if it's an envelope. It's more than just a paper envelope. It's a little thing you, you slip your phone in. Uh, and I'm seeing a picture here. And basically, it takes your smartphone and it turns it just into a regular phone so that all you can do is, is dial numbers and talk to people. Like, dial numbers and talk to people. Really strange. Uh, I, like here's And I say really strange because I get it. 
I do. Uh, but here's the thing. It's it, like, just have some self-control. Do you really need to buy another device? And as I was thinking this through earlier, I was like, well, maybe for kids. And it's like, no, just get a kid a normal phone. They don't need a smartphone. And then put the thing. No, no. Uh, so you can hide your phone from yourself if you're someone that has such an addiction. I don't mean to be insulting because I'm sure there is some kind of chemical brain addiction when it comes to social media. Like we hear stories about this all the time. So I, I don't mean it insultingly. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around because I will just I, like I don't need to. I can put down my phone. I can't tell you how many times I leave the house and like if I'm with my wife, if I'm not with my wife, then it's like, okay, I need my phone. Uh, but I've been, I've left the house with my wife and I'm like, oh, I forgot my phone. She's like, oh, do you want, and I'm like, no, I don't need it. You, you have your phone. Cool. Some, like if, if my parents need to get in touch with us, we're fine. I, I need like, I need five people to be able to get in touch with me 24 hours a day. And if I'm with my wife and my daughter, that leaves like two or three people that, you know, outside of that, it's like, well, no, you can wait 10 minutes and, and I will or an hour or two until I get back to my phone. We all did this as kids. Unless, you know, unless you're like 18, we all did this at some point in our lives. Well, maybe, I, I don't know. I guess you can be in your 20s now. Jesus, I'm old. Oh, I guess you can be in your 20s and, and you didn't, uh, and maybe you didn't have a phone. But, you know, if you're over 30, you remember a day when phones were just in the house. <laughs> you just had them in the house. And that was normal. Uh, oh, Fair warning to everyone out there, there is a sextortion, yes, I said it correctly, sextortion ring going around right now involving Ring. That's right, Ring cameras, uh, also Nest cameras and all this good stuff. Now, it's funny because I actually thought this, when I first came across this article, I thought people actually were hacking and finding nude photos of people from their Nest cams and their Ring cams and everything else. Uh, turns out, most likely, they do not actually have the photos, but they're sending out emails uh, to people claiming that they have nudes of them and that they will, if you don't click the link uh, that's embedded in the email, they will post all of the nudes and all of your friends and family will see you naked. Here's the thing, tip for all of you out there, it's spam. Never ever click on a link from someone you don't know, especially when it's like basically saying, oh, we have these things on you. We're going to do this if you don't do this. Never click on those things. Uh, I am actually, once I found this, I'm actually sitting here, uh, I was actually sitting here earlier and I was like, you know what? I hope I get one of these emails because what I would do <laughs> is I, w I wouldn't click on the link, but I would reply to the email with a nice little dick pic from me personally. And I would say, well, you didn't have nudes before, but now you do enjoy. That's just my lack of shame. I, I, that was just funny. Everyone always freaks out about these microphones and the cameras. It's like, fine. Hear me, see me yelling at a wall. See me scratching my belly while I'm watching television. And like, what are you, what are you going to see? I do keep cameras uh, out of the bedroom for that reason, because that's I don't want anyone seeing that, my, namely me and my wife, uh, but I have no shame. I don't care. Come at me. Enjoy those nudes. I mean, I mean honestly, my wife barely wants to see me naked. No, nobody else out there wants to see me naked, so calm it down. Uh, I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save these. No. Yeah, I'm going to save this one. I think because I think this is important and will be more topical next week. Uh, one more thing I'm going to leave you with in our common sense section here. Pabst, Pabst Blue Ribbon has come out with a craft beer. That's right, a craft beer line. And they're calling it uh, Captain Pabst with a flagship IPA. Beer drinkers out there that listen and watch the podcast. I said that correctly. Pabst Blue Ribbon owned by one of the big breweries, 
has created a craft beer line. For those of you that aren't beer drinkers, that is not how it works. Craft beer comes from a craft brewery, a small local craft brewery. This like this would be like Pizza Hut coming out and saying, "Oh, we're making special grandma's pizzas from your grandma from Sicily." It's like, is she in the kitchen at your place? Is she? Because if not, that's not what's going on down there. And it just reminds me of that ad. There was like, and I think it was, I can't even remember who it was, but it was the old ladies in, in like the parlor and one of them showing pictures and it's one old lady gets up and she's like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I have this feeling so, so much in my life nowadays. Uh, and here's a perfect example of them, of it right now. Uh, so hipsters rejoice because I know the hipsters love Paps Blue Ribbon, but it's not craft beer. You can call it craft beer. It's not craft beer. Let's just call it, let's start calling Go Tell It to the Wall a craft podcast. We're a craft podcast. Good Lord. I think I'm done. We're way over time tonight. Uh, Bridget, thank you as always for joining. Thank you everyone else who has joined. Um, Don't forget, you can follow us in multiple locations before episodes, after episodes, during episodes. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Follow our official Go Tell to the Wall account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. Also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Uh, Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall is where you're going to find our Facebook page. Like it, check back often. And of course, uh, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. And most importantly, would be Sean O'Rourke Live.com. Going to give you links to all those things I just mentioned, as well as stuff you will not find anywhere else. Uh, and if you want, follow my Instagram account, SoCalSean. All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world. This has been episode 120. That's right, 120 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast with me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.